0: what's up everybody paul hickey here with nooffseason.com welcome to seven minutes of strategy part of the sports card strategy show right here on the nooffseason.com sports card network my guest today on seven minutes of strategy is dj ski he's an innovator who has consistently identified the next trends in music and culture Introducing the world to artists like Kendrick Lamar, Lady Gaga, Post Malone, Travis Scott. He's produced for Snoop Dogg and Michael Jackson. His passion and love for the hobby, combined with his ability to influence and improve the experience of all collectors, is unprecedented. Oh, by the way, he's also an investor in Gentleman, Whatnot, Loop, and other hobby businesses. Why did he create a card with U of M running back Blake Corum? What does he look for when investing in hobby businesses? What is his latest venture, TheRealist.com, all about? What makes game-used and stage-used memorabilia valuable, and why witness-based authentication is important? Advice for aspiring card artists and more on this episode of 7 Minutes with DJ Ski. Let's get into it. DJ Ski, welcome to the Sports Card Strategy Show and the NoOffSeason.com family. So pumped you're here, man. How you doing? I'm doing
1: great, man. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Paul.
0: Absolutely. Ski, we help people make money flipping sports cards. I want to ask you, what percentage are you collector versus flipper?
1: And so have you ever
0: flipped sports cards to fund your personal collection? Yes,
1: yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I launched a fund called Mint 10. So um, I've been able to segment my personal collecting with my investment collecting. Anything that's for an investment I've done through, through the fund and uh, anything that's personal, i.e. anything, all the Minnesota stuff generally is uh, through, through myself. So, uh, so yes, experience on, on, on uh, definitely flipping and buying cards. So
0: I love mostly that. buying, not flipping gonna... as
1: much, to tell you the truth, because we, we like holding. We still think that, especially given, you know, the market circumstances the past couple of years, we think that, you know, and, and the, where we see the future going, we've been holding a lot of things versus letting anything go recently.
0: That's awesome. I want to unpack that later on um, real quick. You mentioned Minnesota. I, I know also that you're a U of M fan. And so I want to say quickly, as much as it pains me because I'm an MSU graduate, uh, congratulations on the Let's national go. championship. It's, it's so funny. I, have... I started
1: working with the, with the University of Michigan uh, a few years ago. Harbaugh reached out because I do a lot of entertainment in the sports world. And um first game I ever did was the Ohio State game that they won uh, in 2021. Um, which was the first time they had entertainment at the big house during the game and a DJ. And um, since then, we've amped it up. And I'm fortunate enough to say that I've been undefeated since I've been there at all those games. So, um, and that's why I'm like debating. I'm like, is this it? Like, I can't like one any higher. Like, do I retire? Do I step away? Like as a hero right
0: now? No, we need you to come over to Michigan State. We need to, (laughs) I need to talk to some people at Michigan State. We need to get DJ Ski over there because if you're undefeated at U of M, we need you. Let's uh, go. Over Lansing, baby, so. Uh,
1: Love it. I love it. I just love sports. I love the entertainment. It's been (laughs) been such a fun run, man.
0: That's great. So real quick on that note, talk about the Blake Corum card. You just designed a a card with Blake Corum and that NIL release. Can you hit on that real quick?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, I've got a new business called The Realist. Um, It's an authentication and kind of collectible company uh, focusing on on on-site authentication, witness-based, where we are witnessing artists, um, athletes, et cetera, uh, documenting things very similar to the way that MLB's authentication does, which I think is the best in the industry. And and we're taking that to other sectors. Um, It's powered by some former MLB authentication executives as well. Um, So teamed up with Blake, we're going to be auctioning off some other items that you'll see from him in the future, game-worn things etc. But to take advantage of the 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 we what we knew was coming from the Rose Bowl and what we hoped from the national championship and him just being a good guy and us. We'd been talking about doing a card with with Michigan guys for a long time. It kind of came together perfectly. So teamed up with him to create this you know this is really cool card that uh you know designed and um we're having him autograph a serialized number 200 of them and and you know we did an incredible run like fortunately like blake was the hero of the the rose bowl and the mvp of the the national championship game um for michigan so it, it worked out perfectly it's a really high quality really cool card um that, that we're what you know that we're doing witness-based authentication which means One of our representatives is there documenting watching him doing that and assigning our 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 gold seal to that item and it's in direct partnership with blake um and it's sold on his site and at the realist.com so it's such a fun project and and just the start of more that we'll be doing with blake and many other athletes
0: awesome it is a sweet looking card and speaking of sweet looking cards you have designed cards for tops you have ski companies which includes coffee breakers and mint 10 which for those of you who don't know, includes Collectible, Wax, and Gentleman. You're an angel investor in specific companies in the hobby like Whatnot, Loop, and culturally significant businesses like StockX and even Underdog Fantasy. And that's like not even 1% of what you have going on. So I wanted to ask you, what are the top three factors you look for when starting or investing in a sports card hobby-related company?
1: Sure. So for us, it's it's. I think number one boils down to the team, right? What I've learned over the years, right? Like you can have the best idea in the world, but you need the team that can go out and execute that. So I'd rather invest in, um, in a decent idea with a great team because I trust that they're going to figure it out versus just a great idea with an, an unseasoned team. So I think that that's first and foremost. Um, secondarily, it's like figuring out a problem that has. Real that's solving a real world issue and real has real world implications. Um, and that means, like, look, there's a lot of things that make sense on paper, but when you take them through the consumer journey, that there might be places that you know, a is somebody really gonna go out of their way to use this? Does this make a difference? Is this something that can be duplicated easily by a competitor? Is this something that ha- that has, you know, legitimate traction And trying to find those fault points at any step in that ecosystem? Because building a business is, is wildly difficult, right? The vast majority of them will not succeed, especially in the startup world. And, and that's for the price of the pay. So you, you wanna think through things that, you know, and get out of just hearing the hype that everybody else is talking about and seeing what you think really has you know the the legs for it and then lastly is things that i can really you know that that I believe in and passionate about, and that I can add value to, right? Like, um, if it's a space that I'm like with sneakers, StockX and Dan Gilbert's team reached out to me because I was had a huge sneaker collection and um was kind of a a figure in that world and scene, and they wanted to add the credibility and get the knowledge from 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 those that were in it. Um, and so it was obviously it worked out really really well with 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 StockX. So I want to work with companies that I can really help out. Meaning that if it's like a med tech business probably not my my wheelhouse right and uh so it's got to be something that i can you know dig my sink my teeth into and, and play the unfair advantage that i have in the sector to help out beyond just cash
0: are you looking to invest in more sports card hobby related companies so we definitely in the
1: future right now, our fund is fully deployed. So we're not making investments in the moment at that. Um, we'll wait on the cycle to come back. And we've had a, you know, a lot of great wins. You'll see like, you know, what not we got in early on. Geniment got acquired by by PSA. Um, you know, we invested in Knox. Um, which got acquired as well. Like so, we've had you know some some good wins out there, and um, obviously waiting on returns for certain things just in, in those market cycles. But it's definitely something I want to do. Um, however, also too, it's it's a time suck and a commitment. The other thing is you know, in launching a new business for me, I want to go all in and focus on that. So um, kind of that combination is while we wait out that fund to to, to kind of come back, and while I'm launching this new business that's been become my priority.
0: Talk real quick about that new business since you brought it up.
1: Yeah, so therealist.com. So again, we thought that like, you know, in going through and investing in all these companies, right? Like I saw, I started looking at like what drove the value of game used and stage use memorabilia. And similar to art or anything else, the value strictly goes down to provenance. The Michael Jordan jersey that sold for $10 million on Sotheby's is no difference material-wise than one that you could buy for 250 bucks from, from Fanatics. The difference is the fact that Michael wore it in the game and the level of provenance was that high. Now under that we found other jerseys that might sell for 20 grand that claim to be game worn, but don't have a high quality provenance. And in looking at like what certificate of authentications were, it was things that were, it's literally like I, Paul, in my professional opinion, Think that Michael Jordan wore these shoes. Like no licensing, no legitimacy, no science and data behind them, ripe to fraud. The FBI estimates that up to 90% of items in the marketplace are fraudulent, which is wild when you think about it. And in looking at programs, photo matching, as we've seen, is so easy to, to do. Like there's so many ways to get around that from recreating items, right? To to, to match a photo to what we've seen with people faking photos in Photoshop and, and using them to line items up. We think witness-based authentication with trusted third-party people that document the whole way, they don't have an incentive and that upside is the only way to go. Um, MLB's authentication program is probably the best in class. And that was kind of where we took the foundation from and have taken that to another level and not even focusing just on the primary sales, but on the secondary sales. We have a really unique um, covert marking kind of fingerprinting tool that we use that we can revalidate things in perpetuity. um, So we can not only guarantee items at the initial sale, but on each subsequent secondary sale. So we're really excited about that business. We launched a big auction with Mega Megadeth to end last year on the music side. We just launched the Blake Corum drop and you'll see us working with a lot of other teams, players, leagues, um, artists, athletes, and uh, film and even TV companies, so.
0: You've infused hip hop culture Into so many of your card designs from Tops Project 70 and 100 card designs. Some of my favorites, I'm just going to list off my favorites here. There's so many of them Acuna, AT Aliens. Uh, That's my favorite one,
1: I think. (laughs) Is that that your favorite one? That and the, the Otani are my favorites.
0: I mean, I've got the Jackie Robinson, B.I.G. Life After Death, the Mookie Betts, N.W.A. Death Row, Kendrick Lamar, uh, the Mike Trout Death Row Records. I bought the Mickey Mantle, Marshall Mathers LP. I mean, the Byron Buxton DMX, Kirby Puckett, Purple Rain. There's just so it's there's so many where you've hit the culture along and infused that in with the sports cards. Uh, these cards all sold out on tops.com fairly quickly and consistently sell well on the secondary market as well. I'm sure this type of mainstream success didn't come overnight for you. Can you talk about the journey and what are the top three things you want to tell our audience about who may aspire to create card art like this for a major sports card manufacturer?
1: Sure. So I'd always, you know, it was funny as I, I, I've always been an artist, right? And like in a creative and, and it expands multiple things. Obviously I made my name primarily in the music industry as a DJ. Um, but it's part of that, right? Like if you look at my journey, I, you know, started off in the mixtape realm and, and DJ sector, right? And in mixtapes, we were Photoshopping and creating our own covers and like creating these wild things, especially if you look in like the, the early 2000s, um, you, you'll see a lot of those ones that I've did with, you know, Kendrick, with game, with Snoop, with all these artists over the years um so when tops approached me i was obviously a huge card fan I, I they actually i was doing some content for them around um around the first uh project 2020 that they did and they told me they were going to do project 70. I was like i'd love to be involved and then i started I, it took me a while because i was like what am i going to do i didn't want to just like design like a card and something i didn't think that that was special and that was what was going to be my unique voice right and i didn't think that would make sense and then i was like I'm overthinking and it's obvious. Let's, let's remix these covers, right? Like let's take sports and music, which is what I do, right? Like running entertainment, the Vikings for Rams, University of Michigan, um, twins, et cetera, all these different places. I think that, you know, I was like, let's do the same thing with cards. Let's take iconic, you know, artists and, and album covers and pair them and put athletes in them. Right. Let's take, Ronald Lacuna Jr. and put him in the Heliens cover, which is one of the craziest covers of all time, right? Let's take um, Byron Buxton and you know the Bux the DMX, DMX that just passed. Um, let's put that together. Let's take Prince, Kirby Ra- Kirby Puckett, Purple Rain, right? Like Deion Sanders, Migos, Culture, like all these things that lined up and and remix them, right? And and it fortunately it really connected. I think the storytelling that I tried to do and all the like, there's so many hidden elements that I put in each card. Like there's so much time spent on just the thought process behind them. And, and, and luckily it connected. I remember doing, you know, Fernando Tatis's card with uh, Bad Bunny and his team reached out. He loved it so much. They brought me out throughout the first pitch of the Padres game. And um, we have talked about doing some other really cool collabs. But I think like sports and music, that's really where, where I sit and, and where I live and the lifestyle elements of those things. And I was super thankful for Tops for giving me that platform and super thankful to the fans that, that were able to that went out and supported and bought that and, and bought into that story
0: i could talk to you for hours and hours man but uh did a great job just staying true to yourself staying organic to yourself and uh it shows in how well everyone in the market connected with those cards so dj ski thanks so much for joining us on the sports card strategy show here on the no offseason.com sports card network it was awesome having you man
1: Paul, you're the man thank you so much for having me thank you all for the support
0: That was seven minutes that turned into 13 minutes of amazing strategy with our guy, DJ Ski. Thank you so much, DJ Ski, and my guy, Q Harrison, and Andre for lining all of this up with our new friend of the Sports Card Strategy Show, DJ Ski. Thanks all of you for watching and listening and for all of your support of the NoOffseason.com content network. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. Drop a comment below. Let us know how we did. And if you have any requests for guests on 7 Minutes of Strategy, I want to know. Thanks so much. Have a great day. We'll see you again soon.